0: Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Breffney Early and you are listening to episode 96 of the show, the sports roundup for the last couple of days. We're going to be talking soccer, ladies Gaelic football, a little bit of rugby and also a little look at boxing across the county as well as a chat about the relegation playoff that took place in the senior football championship between FINA and Gort I'm going to start, though, by reminding you, uh, it is episode 96, as I said, and we are looking forward to recording episode 100. I can't believe we've come around to that stage so far. It goes out on the show on Friday, but we are recording it tomorrow night. That's Tuesday, the 8th of October in the Glen Centre in front of a live audience, and we would love you to be part of that. It is a charity event as well, so we are selling tickets to the event. They're 10 euros each and you can buy them, and all of the proceeds going towards Stop Northwest Stop. That is uh, the Suicide Prevention Charity in the northwest of Ireland. They're based in Manor Hamilton, and we're going to be talking to and about the county finalists next week. So we have Manor Hamilton and Balnamore featured in the senior final, while Drumkieran and Leitrim Village's Leitrim Gales will be doing battle in the intermediate final. We'll be speaking to some of the participants of both of the teams via video but also in person we'll have panels with members of each of the clubs as well as a look back at the 1994 success with some players from that team also from the two clubs Aidan Rooney of Manor Hamilton and also Joe Honeyman who was a member of the Sean Heslin's club so we would love your company there tomorrow night as this goes out and hopefully we will have we would love your company. ...at the recording of the show tomorrow night in the Glen Centre. So please come along, tell anyone who you think might be interested. We'd love to have a fantastic event... ...and that is made all the easier if you come along and be part of it. Starting with ladies football today... ...and we had two clubs in action this weekend... ...in the Connacht Club Championships. St Joseph's were flying the flag for the senior teams in the county... And they competed in the Connacht Club Intermediate Football Championship. And they played a semi-final yesterday against Kilglass of Roscommon. And the girls won out and secured their place in the Connacht final next week on a scoreline of two seventeen to 4-9. The details of that game yet to be confirmed. But if you keep an eye on the various social media for Leitrim Ladies Gaelic and the club involved St. Joseph's, that's Carrie Gallen and Ahavas. You will find the details later in the week. At intermediate level within the county, Ahwillan were the county champions and they went into the Connacht Junior Championship and they were up against a very strong side of Mikhail Rovers of Mayo. Uh, an excellent performance from their full forward, Rachel Kearns, saw them win out on a 13-29 victory. A four-point win for the Mayo girls. A lot of disappointment in the Ahwillan dressing room after the game. I caught up with their manager, Anthony O'Donnell, after the match. But first, I spoke to one of their players, Avian Quinn. Avian Quinn, disappointed?
1: Very disappointed. I don't think anyone that gets to a Connacht semi wouldn't be when they lose it.
0: What's the thoughts on the game?
1: Well, look, we battled hard. I... Very disappointed. That's really the thoughts on the game, Nothing more.
0: In terms of uh, how you thought you played, at the same time you took a couple of nice scores there early in the, the first half, yeah. just ran out of steam in the second half, maybe a bit.
1: Yeah, look, I suppose we went in a point down at half time having played ten minutes without, um played ten minutes of fourteen players, so that's obviously going to hit hard. And then in the second half, again penalised with a girl sent off for the last ten minutes. Look, it's hard. It's hard playing fourteen on fifteen, especially against a decent side. Um, I think the girls did seriously well in being able to play fourteen against fifteen and not give away uh, possession in a silly manner. Um, I do think the conditions weren't weren't great. You know, it was very slippy, and just I suppose decisions didn't go our way. When I suppose being biased, we felt they should have and. We lost at the end, and really it was a tight margin. I I don't know, was it three or four points? But look, it's very hard at this at this level. Very hard.
0: Up into senior football next year, so you won't get another crack at this competition. But in terms of uh, where the club's going for the next twelve months, what are you looking forward to most?
1: Look, we're looking forward to being back where we're supposed to be. Um, We came down from senior for one year and got straight back up on our own team, which was really our main goal for the year. It was to be regraded. Look, our thing for senior is to build, build and build and build and get the fitness right and get the heads right and go back into a competition, because we're senior for league anyway, so it's going back into the competition that we know well and we know the teams and getting back up to speed.
0: In terms of that team, it's still quite a young team. You're one of the elder states women on the team. You're still oh. 21 years of age. 20. 20, uh, 20. apologies. Yeah. How do you feel um, the team is going to grow in over the next couple of years? Can you keep this group of girls together?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose it, it is something that we've... Uh, noticed in Ahoyland that really, bar maybe two or three girls, everybody's under the age of 22, really. And um, we only have three or four between 21 and 30, and two or three. And Mave. Mayf- uh, yeah, a f- well, not just Mave, a few girls a little bit older than that. So, I mean, really, we are the main crux of our team. If you look at our certain team, the majority of it is 22 and younger. And I suppose we still have more coming. So, it is a very, very young team. A few of the girls there have. Luckily, I have already experienced Connacht Championship. There's a few girls there that got their debuts today. So I think when you're making your debut at 16 or 17 years of age, it's, it's a great incentive for girls to keep on with football. So hopefully, it'll speak well for the future.
0: Yeah, well, it's a hard look today, but congratulations on, on a good season overall.
1: Yeah, well, look, a good season is right. Thanks very much, Raphley.
0: Anthony O'Donnell, your thoughts after that game?
2: Uh, thoughts after that game is. Just disappointed for for the girls and stuff like that you know they're, they're a great bunch put in a massive effort all year uh things didn't go our way today and stuff like that you know we started off well uh, soft goal there in the second half there you know then but the other team there across malina they're McHales. they're the more clinical finish and great free taker there you know but i wish them best of luck in the in the Connacht final
0: in terms of your own season how has this kind of how, how does this affect how you look back on a, on a rather successful season for you at the same time
2: well look we set our, our goals at the beginning of the senior getting back up to senior ranks you know and there's a panel of 32 girls there and we trained like they couldn't put in a, a, a more honest effort you know they're a great dedicated bunch to train and like at the end of the day we got the championship in the bag and we're back up senior like and that's what all you know and after that is a bonus but like it would have been nice to get to the kind of final there today
0: in terms of the the team, a couple of girls kind of came off carrying knocks. Anything worried worried about?
2: Uh, no, just our, our, our centre forward, there, Carla. She got a bang there during the week on the ribs, and just got a recurrence of it there again. So, it was a big blow for us, you know. She's one of our main players and stuff like that. But no, no not too bad. So hopefully now she'll quick recovery and back, back, back at it again.
0: What comes of the next couple of months as you prepare for another assault at
2: football next year? Ah, uh, well. Like as you know, they're, they're like next couple of months. We're gonna have the heads down, a bit of time off now to, to think about stuff and recuperate again. Like so, uh look, we'll come back fighting. Heads will be held high again. You know, they're as I said, they're they're a great bunch, very very hard working and stuff like that. You know, and they'll be back. They'll be back fighting. You, know. you say they rather than we. Does that indicate anything about your own future with the club? Uh well, I've not nothing not uh spoken yet with them. So like we will just we we'll go as it is. You know, at the moment, hopefully, like you know, but. Talked about not yet, we'll, we'll talk about that in the near future. Yeah, it's not hard luck today, but congratulations on winning the championship last week. All right, thanks very much, and best of luck to Michael's uh, crossing the line uh, in the Connaught final. All the best.
0: Now, one week from their disappointment of losing out in the semi final of the FAI Cup to Dundalk last weekend. It was Shamrock Rovers' turn to visit the showgrounds this week and I'm joined by Niall Moorhan of Sligo Rovers. Niall, welcome back to the programme. Thanks for having me back. No problem at all. A pleasure as always. Busy night last night. You are back in your traditional defensive midfield role for 90 minutes and man of the match again. You're making a bit of a habit of these uh, 90 minute appearances against Shamrock Rovers and uh, picking up man of the match.
3: Uh, I suppose I am, yeah. Um, my first start was actually this time last year against Shamrock Rovers and um, last night I was back in my preferred uh, midfield role and I think that showed in my performance. I was happy to be back, happy to be on the pitch and uh, like I said, I think that showed in, in my performance and I am I, I am happy with how it went and I suppose the the result that could have gone our way could have gone their way as well but um, I suppose at this stage of the season you could say there's nothing to play for but... I suppose you just don't want to be losing any games still, especially when Shamrock Rovers come to town, you know. So um, it was still, um, there was a lot of, a lot on the line after last week's performance against Dundalk. We wanted to keep the standards high and I think we showed that in our performance.
0: No, it was, it was an excellent defensive performance, I would say, because you were under the cosh for most of the ninety minutes. Although you did have chances, uh, you pulled a couple of decent saves out of Alan Manis. You had one in the second half in particular, where I think it was Chris Twardek just put, slipped the ball back to you and you had a half chance and you you hit it well, but you just kept it nice and low. Goalkeeper got down. Would have been your first goal. Might have, would have been an awful nice time to get it home to Shamrock Rovers. You'd have been a, you're already a bit of a cult hero because of a few things you've done on the pitch in the last year, but I think uh, the the bit around the faithful would have taken you right into their hearts if had you done
3: that. Yeah, it would have been a nice time to get a goal, especially the first goal. But um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm I'm searching for that first goal and it's not too often I do get up that end of the field. But uh, when I do get up, try try and make an effort and stick one in the back of the net. But uh, I think hopefully it is coming. But uh, yeah, Attacking-wise, given that Romeo and Ronan Coughlin were out and Ronan Murray suspended... Darren Fordyce did a, a good job up there for a, a fella that's not a natural attacker so um, yeah maybe a bit of firepower was missing up there but I think we did well we created a few chances and like you said forced a few saves out of Manus.
0: At the other end Ed McGinty uh, both probably with the biggest mistake of the night and the best inspirational save of the night he kind of could have lost it but also probably won you the point in the end on the balance of play. Uh, let's start with the with the mess-up in the first half, because I'm not quite sure what happened, the ball kind of rolled into him and it just slipped under his body and literally rolled onto the post before someone got in to, to nick it away. But the second half one was absolutely amazing. It was a two-on-one situation. Uh, shamrock Rovers score every time. How did he keep that out?
3: Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Listen, Ed's a great keeper, and like you said, the uh, mistake in the first half, listen, mistakes happen. soft pitch, slippy ball, it happens, laps the concentration. But, yes, the save in the second half in the last few minutes of the game, it's, uh, it's those kind of lucky chances you need, you know. Um, and just as well he pulled it off because if Shamrock Rovers bagged that one, it would have been probably game over. But he kept us in the game and it was a great save. And I think we're all a bit grateful he pulled it off. How difficult is it to play in a game like
0: last night when you've played last week in front of a capacity crowd and you come back against another good side, Chelmsford Rovers are a good side. They're t- they're in pole position for for second place in the league. They'll play in Europe again next year, virtually guaranteed at this stage. But the crowd is significantly smaller than last week. Does is it a challenge to get yourself back up to that level of kind of intensity?
3: Um, I suppose it, it could be easy to drop the standards and say oh there's nothing to play for the no crowd here and all this, but um. You just have to get on with it. You have to, I suppose, keep getting good performances and good results to get those crowds there, to get those good days back and good atmospheres at the ground. And That's, what I think, what we're striving towards and it's what we need back there.
0: Now, while the crowd might have been less than last week, there was one person in the crowd who everybody was made aware. Mick McCarthy, Ireland manager, was in the crowd ahead of their international games next week, of course. Uh, he has named Jack Byrne, who you were kind of in direct opposition to for most of the game yesterday. He kept him pretty quiet. He didn't uh, have really much impact on the game. You must be happy with that. You know, the Ireland manager's there to watch Jack, or maybe Graham Burke as well, but he's there to watch Jack primarily, and you've put the, the dampeners on him. Again, we've talked about this because of your involvement with the under 19s. Is that something you could see happening for you in the future? Or is that really, really pushing the boat out? Of um,
3: I think that could be pushing the boat out, but listen, it's early days. Obviously, it's in your mind that, that the international manager is there and he's there watching the fella you're marking, you know, so it is kind of in your mind you need to put in, I suppose, a good performance, you don't want to be slipping up or anything, but um, yeah, it wasn't, it's not really in my mind at the moment to think, oh, expecting a phone call or anything, you know, but uh, yeah, it was It was a good feeling to have a good game and him there, so I suppose you never really know
0: It did work for Aaron Connolly If he would stuck that In the back of the net You never know You could have been Getting that shout It it was a one thought That struck my mind Because I think it came up On Twitter uh, uh, Towards the middle Of the second half The fact that he was In the crowd Or it had been announced Beforehand But it, it was announced On Twitter And uh, I saw it come up on the, At the game And three minutes later Ed McGinty makes that save And you're kind of Thinking to yourself Well Shane Supple Was called into the squad Last year gary rogers has been in the squad before goalkeeper tends to be a position that people do tend to get that bit more of an extra leeway from the league of ireland and where would you rate ed's chances or for that matter anyone else in the squad's chances of of maybe getting to a level where they're even on that par is there anybody in that ballpark for you
3: um i suppose like you said ed he's probably one of the best keepers in the league and he's only gone 20 years old you know so i suppose if he keeps having good performances and i suppose like that you've like say John Mahon and another young fella and you know, um there's a lot of good players on the team and like you've said, there's other players in the league that have had a good string of performances and have got a shout um on the international stage and most recently Jack Byrne, you know. So um yeah, listen, I suppose the chances are there and you never really know.
0: You have got a long trip to Waterford on Tuesday. How are you and looking forward to that trip?
3: Um I think everyone's feeling good, um, after the last night's performance and um there is a few suspensions. I think we're down to the bare bones and uh yeah, Waterford are on a, a good spell I think, so uh this is gonna to be tough going down there but we wanna we wanna keep our, our standards up and hopefully come away with a win.
0: The bare bones tends to be how your season has gone really this stage in, in certain times. At Waterford of course five points behind you going into the last three games. It's most likely that you'll stay ahead of them. A draw or a win would probably guarantee that. Uh, defeat kind of seems you you slip back maybe towards that seventh place to finish you're currently in sixth would it be seen as a as a step forward or a step back you finished seventh last year Pip and Derry to that spot on the last place would seventh again this year would that be disappointing or is is the mood in the club pretty good about where you are
3: Um, I think regardless of whether it's sixth or seventh this year I think there is a feel good factor about the place obviously we want to finish as high as possible but I think everyone feels there is a bit of a, an improvement on last year, even though the league table might not show that. Even though other teams have strengthened up as well, but obviously we want to win our remaining games and finish as high up as we possibly can.
0: Noel, thank you so much for dropping in, and uh, the very best luck. I know you've only had three games left, but the very best luck in that, and hopefully you might get that elusive goal before the end of the season.
3: Hopefully so. Thank you.
0: In local soccer, Carrick Town were beaten heavily in their league encounter by Ballymote Celtic. Scoreline was 7-0 there. They would have missed their talisman, Kyle McNabola, who was involved with FINA in their senior championship relegation game, which we'll get to later in the programme. The under-17 National Sketchers Cup, Manor Rangers had a great 4-1 victory over St. John's, while in the under-13 Sketchers National Cup, Glencar Manor ran out three-one winners against Colemanstown in Galway yesterday. After extra time, the game had been one-all at the end of normal time. In rugby, Sligo started their All Ireland League campaign with a defeat at the hands of Galwegians in Galway on Saturday afternoon. 18 points to 10, the score there. Leitrim's Matthew Early playing the last 20 minutes in that opening game of the competition he was also in action for Sligo in their junior league game on Sunday afternoon when they had their second when they managed their second victory of the season in a 30 points to 18 victory they now sit third in the Connacht junior 1a league table going into the fourth round of games next weekend In men's Gaelic football, Fina and Gortletra took part in the relegation playoff final yesterday. One place in next year's senior football championship up for grabs. And it was Fina who took that with both hands yesterday. Two seventeen to one 7 the final score. In a game that was probably tighter than the scoreline would suggest. Some poor shooting from Gortletra really cost them. And Fina pulled away in the last 15 or 20 minutes on the scoreboard. A massive 13-point victory for the Fiena men there. I caught up with Donald Rin after the game, but first I spoke to the Secretary of Gortletra, Darren Mulvey, about what's been a challenging year for the side and what next for the club. Darren Mulvey, Secretary of Gortletra, it's been a tough year.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. Just gone off a lot tougher there today, but look it. Um, we have a great panel of players, we have a great, uh, great club, we have a great team spirit and... It's a challenge and challenges are there to be met, so we'll we'll try and we'll we will we will regroup over the winter I suppose and see where we're at for next year and try and drive it on again. What's the mood like in the dressing room after the game today? Uh, somber, no, to be honest, yeah, very somber. Um look We came here with a job to do and just maybe we weren't able to execute the way we wanted and look a fair credit to Fina, they're they're a young team, they've a good age profile, they're um we know all about them, like so we we've got a shared history there underage the last lucky years so Look at it was a uh, probably as friendly a, friendly a rivalry as you could possibly want. But um, all credit to them. Look at they had the better, they had the better the exchanges out there today, and the scoreboard doesn't lie. So seen a worthy winners. But um, uh, I suppose history all the dice. Same thing happened 2006, and different kid of players. But look at that. Ah, look at we'll we'll regroup. We'll go again. It's we'll, the way it is. I suppose. In terms of
0: the bigger picture, though, a lot of work going on in Gortletra on your facilities. Um, um, What's the future like for the club? Is this an opportunity to really go down and, and regroup and maybe get that positive winning mentality back? at some stage next year
4: yeah of course it is that's the way you have to look at it I suppose um, yeah look we've got a fantastic facility coming on there we're going to be the first club in the county with two adjoining full size playable pitches we're the first club in the county to have our own facilities uh, we have a good uh, good crop edge, lads coming up there now in under 15s and a few minors coming through lads coming through there now in twos and threes you know so we've it mightn't be all as uh, look it looks bad but I think the future is looking definitely on more of an upward curve and uh, we've got we've got the right ingredients there to hopefully you know, make it back up and make it back up senior in the next couple of years or maybe hopefully even next year. But we'll see how we go. Um it's going to be tough next year, obviously. Um, three teams down and and that. But um, yeah, look uh, infrastructure in that. No, we're 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 building and we're trying to plan for the future. and We're trying to, um, I suppose, leave the place leave 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 the place in a better 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 the way. We got like that's just the way it is. Good Leitrim um, was founded in 1988. It was it's been here long before us and it'll be here long after we're gone. So. Only Only thing we can do is do our best with it when it's in our hands. You know what I mean.
0: In terms of the game today, what do you take from that, if, or if anything at all?
4: Um, I suppose. Look, it was a, it was it was cagey opening. Like we probably had enough wides kick to be level or ahead maybe at half time. Uh, started brighter in the second half like that, but just probably had a bit too much to do in the second half. So seven points is a bit of a, is a bit of a mountain on, on a day like this where it's do or die. Like you know, and credit to FINA, they they punished us. Maybe there was a couple of times when we were you know, in the red zone there with a chance of a score and, you know, gave away a free or got turned over and they came down and put it over to the other end and that's just that's got wrenching stuff, you know, you can't be doing that, you've got to be taking those chances. Um but we didn't do it today and the result is the result I suppose.
0: Listen, Darren, it's it's tough to talk on a day like this. So thank you for having a few words with me and I'm sure it's an opportunity if you Look on the bright side. to To go down and regroup and get those young lads embedded in the team and come back better and stronger in the future.
4: Yeah, no worries, Bertie. Thanks very much. Thank you,
5: Donald. Win. You must be relieved. Uh, yeah. Look, I suppose we're in a bad enough place for the last couple of weeks, but um, we just kind of got together and and dug it out. And thank God we managed to keep our senior status.
0: How important is that to the club?
5: Ah, look, it's vital when you have a young kind of up and coming team as we have at the minute. Um, I think it's important that young lads coming through have senior football to play. So, um, you know, it's absolutely vital that they are coming up and playing at that standard uh, just for them and their progression.
0: In terms of the plan, I suppose all attention now focuses on next year, Re- relegation in the league is still a, a bit of a sore spot?
5: Yeah, look, obviously very disappointing. Um, you know, we've, we've struggled all year, to be honest, between different things, um, but within and out of our control. Um, so, look, we're going to have to target Division 2 next year, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, for next year, that's going to be our number one focus, definitely.
0: You alluded to injuries there, uh, a couple of them earlier on in the year, coming out of the, the Leitrim campaign. In terms of uh, the, the team going next year, what's the hopes for next year's championship? I know it's very early, you only just guaranteed your spot in it for next year, but can you give that a shot next year? Would you be looking at a quarter-final spot?
5: Um, look, it's very difficult to say at, th- at this point, Like, but... Um, I think with the players we have, if we can you know, stick together and have a bit of luck as well, which you need, um, absolutely. I think we can be very competitive in the senior championship, but we do need that bit of luck and obviously we do need to kind of stick together ourselves and, and make it happen.
0: Obviously, this time of the year, all the attention starts turning towards county panels. And Is there any lads from Feeney you could see maybe making a push onto the county panel that haven't been there before?
5: Uh, definitely. Like there's, there's, there's a number of lads... Um, it's probably unfair to, to name them put pressure on them but I definitely think when you look at the likes of Oisín Lachlan Reardon R- Rourke, there are um, you know Reardon shot the lights out today Oisín did it the last day. Um, we've Connor the wire there as well he's well, well up to that standard like you know obviously with Ryan and Jack that have played it as well and you know Ryan's top marksman so I suppose the future is bright and I think we do have kind of a conveyor belt of lads that are ready to progress to senior level, but I suppose it's it's a big choice on their part as well. You know, It, it takes more than just being capable. You need to be able to commit to it as well, and you need to have the mindset to play it. Um, I'd love to see them progressing on. Sometimes it can put a bit of pressure on the club itself, but um, I think the more lads we have playing at the highest level they can, I think ultimately that's, that's best for the club and, and the standard that, that we can get to.
0: Listen, congratulations on a good result today A good performance today and, and most importantly securing that status for next year Thanks very much sir. In under-15 football The third round of the championship took place this weekend And in Division 1 There were wins from Melvin Gales St Mary's and Glen Carr Manor Hamilton Which leaves St Mary's and Melvin Gales Both unbeaten at that level With Manor and Gortletra. Just the one defeat so far. They're all on four points at the top of the table. In Division 2, both St. Joseph's and Leitrim Gales were on the winning side in their respective games, which leaves Mull and Leitrim Gales at the top of the table, unbeaten after three games. And in Division 3, the Gales sealed their top spot on the league table with a victory in that competition also. Now on the show, we spend a good bit of time talking about sports outside of the big three of GA, rugby and soccer. One of the sports that's dominated sporting life in Leitrim for the last number of years, particularly around Manor Hamilton with the Sean McDermott's club, is boxing. And I'm joined by Youth Olympic bronze medalist, Dervil Rooney. Dervil, welcome to the programme.
6: Thanks very much for having me.
0: Dervil, we haven't had you on the show yet because you've been kind of quiet. It's your first step up into the adult grade. You've just come out of the underage ranks and it's been quiet on the the boxing scene for you but it's all going to get busy again over the next few months tell us what you've been up to since your success at the, in Buenos Aires last year at the, the Youth Olympics
6: Yeah, so I just kind of took time to let the let it sink in I've been tipping away at training but uh, mainly doing a lot of football and stuff but I'm getting back into hard training now and uh, seniors will be coming up soon enough so I want to get back training for them
0: can you explain to the listeners maybe a little bit more about boxing in the country? Because we all we all know about the Olympics and we all see how that works, but how does it work on a club level or on a regional level here in Ireland?
6: Well, for example, at our club, we'd be training in there about three times a week and then you'd have local tournaments. We'd be going up around the country. Like, for example, we are up in Tyrone training yesterday for a tournament, but um, then you have All-Irelands, which would be your main club event, and if you win them, then you go on to the national team.
0: So you've been in around this grade for a long number of years I know we first met at a Leitrim sports awards I think plenty of years ago you were uh, very very young maybe 13 or 14 at the time but you were in the hunt I think you might even have won it that year did you?
6: Yeah I won it that year yeah.
0: Well let's talk about the Youth Olympics how big of an event was that?
6: That was definitely the biggest one of my career so far it was just it was an honour to get there and I'm very proud of it
0: so going into an event like the youth olympics what kind of pressure is on you because as a young kid like you got media attention probably for the first time on a national scale you've people knowing your name that you've no idea who they are possibly for the first time how does that work in in your head
6: it was definitely all very different but um up in abbotstein we got a lot of training towards that in the high performance unit like media training psychology training so we're well prepared in that aspect
0: How is the high performance unit up there? Because obviously you're in the um, Sports Institute in Abbottstown. You've got the likes of Bernard Dunn on one side, Zora Anta on another. Uh, Who are the main coaches that you would have worked with?
6: Dimitri was our main coach. He was the head coach chosen to go with us to the Youth Olympics. But before that, we were training on and off with Zora for the Worlds, but mainly Billy uh, was with us with the Youths for the World Champions and, and the Europeans.
0: And in terms of going forward, what's your, your current status? like? Where where do you fit at the moment? You're preparing for the senior championships, but in terms of an Irish cap or an Irish appearance, where where is that in your plans?
6: Um, Sometime next year, hopefully, because the under-22 championships now this year will be on in January time. So if I win them, I'll be going on abroad after that, hopefully.
0: And, of course, in your own private life, you've just started college. How has that changed, been moving away from home? Uh, you started studying in athlone?
6: Yeah I'm up in Athlone at the moment and um, there's a good strength and conditioning program up there that I'm on so I'm tipping away up there as well.
0: Over the next few months you're going to be looking at the senior championships. How are you preparing for that at the moment?
6: I'll be doing strength and conditioning up in Athlone and then when I come home on the weekends I'll be training every day here at my club at home.
0: Tell us a bit about the club here.
6: Oh, well, It's a great club, phenomenal coaches and everything. It's great training and it's getting a lot more popular as well. We'll be training training's on usually three times a week Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays and it's actually there's a lot of people in our trainings all the time it's a great atmosphere and a good buzz and great coaches as well usually doing a bit of skipping to start off with for warm up and then bag work usually and a bit of pads and circuits and that kind of thing it's great training great for fitness
0: you're not alone in the club in terms of the lead end of things Dean Clancy obviously also uh, a highly respected boxer within the, the community in Ireland
6: yeah Dean's a phenomenal boxer as well it's great to get the opportunity to train with him and uh, yeah it's just great practice for me and I get the chance to learn from him as well.
0: And who would I suppose be the main influences in you been involved in boxing because I think up to recently boxing wouldn't have really been seen as an option for girls but yet there seem to be nearly as many girls in the gyms as there are boys nowadays.
6: Yeah that's definitely true I suppose with Katie Taylor's success it's kind of um open the eyes of girls that they can realize it's a sport for them as well so it's getting a lot more popular for us.
0: Dervila thank you so much for taking the time to come and have a chat with us the very best luck in the senior championships over the coming months and with everything that's going on with you into the future.
6: Thanks very much thanks for having me.
0: And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, we are live in the Glen Centre tomorrow evening in Manor Hamilton for the recording of our 100th episode. And it is the sports preview of the county final between Manor Hamilton and Ballinamore, while the intermediate final is between Leitrim Gales and Drumkirn. And, of course, that look back at the 1994 Championship Aidan Rooney and Joe Honeyman. It's going to be a riveting night for anyone who's interested in Gaelic games and who is either nostalgic towards 1994 or looking forward to a load of new teams putting their name on silverware for the first time. It's been eight years since Manor Hamilton held the FINA Cup. It's been a bit longer than that since Sean Heslins had it, while Leitrim Gales never won the intermediate championship, as have Drum Kieran, although they would have won the second tier as a junior club back in the 70s and 80s. So a lot of new teams going to be put in their name for the first time on Silverware uh, and a very exciting evening and entertaining evening. A very exciting and entertaining evening awaits for anyone who wants to come along and help us raise some money for a fantastic cause in Northwest. Stop. I'll be back tomorrow with Faces and Places where we visited the Celebrate Leitrim Day on Sunday in Sna. Talk to you then.